If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Download the 102.5 The Bone app now to listen to the most recent episode of Drew Garabo Live. It replays 24-7, so you have no excuse to miss anything. The 102.5 The Bone app. Real Raw Radio. Sponsored by Gold and Diamond Source. And now, back to the Mike Caltus Show on 102.5 The Bone. Please go get Ken Shamrock and bring him in the studio. The world's most dangerous man. I like Ken. He's been on the show before. Nice guy, cool guy. You got to think that there's probably idiots that still like try and fight with him to try and prove themselves. You know what? I'd like to ask him about that. Yeah. Because I would imagine, I would imagine people know that's a bad idea. But it's a, it's a little skinny guy, so you never know. I'm like, I'd whip that guy's ass, and then that guy makes you cry. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Is that on your, is that on your Instagram? Look at how good a shape you're in. I know. <laughs> sit, sit down, buddy, so we can see you. What's going on? If I had arms like you, I wouldn't wear sleeves either, ever. I would, cut, I would wear tuxedos with no sleeves. Well, that's the next step. All my suits, I'm going to cut the sleeves off. Yeah, yeah you should do. You look fantastic. Oh, well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying that from a jealous point of view. I'm mad at you for it. Uh, Ken Shamrock is here in the studio with us. Yes. Uh, when did you? Uh, what made you get into the WWE? How that happened? Uh, pull that pull that mic right up in front of your mouth there, will you? Oh, there yeah. You go. I've done this enough time. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I I tell you, really, it was um, it was more. I came to a point in my career when I was fighting that. Uh, I couldn't make the money I needed to do to support my family at that time. Right, it wasn't and, wasn't big enough yet. Well, yeah, and it was kind of like they were in this transition, always going to court, trying to fight all these political things. They were always being kicked out of one city and had to go to another, so they were losing money. We weren't yeah. be able to pay the fighters what they needed. So I I needed to make a move to support my family, and and uh, so I remember my father, uh, Bob Shamrock, he was a big wrestling fan, had done it for a long time. He said, "Man, you got to think about pro wrestling." I was like, "Man, that stuff's fake." He's uh, <laughs> like, "I don't." No man, so I said, oh, I'll, you know, don't ever say never. So I said, I'll give it a shot. And so, what do you do? Do you call? What do you call up Vince? How does that no, work? You actually, start independent. I, I went to Mooresville, uh, North Carolina, with um, uh, oh, who was that? Um, Gene Anderson, Nelson Royal. I had a school up there. I did a tryout. Six months later, I'm carrying the strap, and I never realized. Six months uh, from the day that you decided to try out. Yes, and I was carrying that strap. Wow. Uh, But here's the thing. When I first did it, I didn't have much respect for it. Yeah. And six months in, I was like, dude, this ain't no joke. Right. It's for real. That's what everybody (laughs) says. I mean, you see the things that they go through in the training, and you're Mm. like, God. So, So also, even though your physique is is fantastic, 
Not a Excuse not me. at oh, the <laughs> uh, traditionally not a guy that Vince likes. Not a Vince usually like those giant guys. That was his thing. Well, so he somebody loved, there loved he you. He loved these like these seventh wonders, right? And, you know all these uh, things like China and you know a big show. You see these monstrous people, and you you could see why though when you see him in the ring and oh, yeah. you see a big guy like that move. It's impressive. It is, and then you don't realize. Like Big Show even said when he was in WCW for so long that when he went to WWE, it was like he had to relearn how to right. do it because they do it the right way there. Yeah, it, it was in the storylines and the and the, the size of individuals. It creates different types of storylines. Yeah, so there's a lot that goes with it, and when you people just get to see the end product, but they don't know how much goes in behind uh, creating these characters and different types of stuff that they do. Man, it's really a lot. Will you to bring it. me to that? Like, did somebody come up to you and say? Like, would they sit down with you on a weekly basis and go, okay, Ken, this is what we got going on storyline-wise? Like, do they do that one-on-one with you, or do they just tell you what your matches are? Um, usually they've got a guy comes in, he's got a script, they kind of line it out for what they're doing, and they usually kind of give you an idea of a guy you're going to be working what we call a program, program or a yeah. marriage with mm-hmm. that will be doing it for a period of time, ending with a big pay-per-view, whether it be SummerSlam, WrestleMania, whatever it may be, that you're going to end up um, doing that final match towards a six-month program right um and so that's kind of what you do especially if you're one of the main you know top 10 guys which i was yeah uh you got these different programs you're going to be working with different people and they'll tell you ahead of time that you know we're gonna we're gonna bring the storyline to this point and these are things that you're you're going to be working towards and each and every month was a different program depending on what skit or what direction you were going with the storyline and it could completely flip around and go in a different direction the next month yeah so you never really understood exactly what the end was going to be do you have any input in it are you able to sound like the way this is going yeah absolutely yeah. i think everybody has that um opportunity but whether or not they listen right. <laughs> that's that's another story <laughs> who'd you run with who are your who are your buddies back then oh man i would have to say um you know, uh, Billy Gunn was one of them. Road Dog was another. Steve Blackman, uh, the girl that played my sister, Ryan Shamrock. Right. Um, those were probably uh, the ones I ran with most. When I first came in, I was with Flying Brian for a little while. I drove him around. Yeah. I was kind of the chauffeur. Um, and that was a story in itself. People but, don't understand that. I mean, now I don't know how much of it, but you would, you would go, to a, uh, you go to Florida, and you would do a, a show in Tampa, and then you would drive out to... Um, uh, Jacksonville, right. Fort Myers, Miami, literally get in the car after you and two guys or three guys would drive from event to event. And that was, that's, everybody thinks you guys are getting private jetted everywhere. <laughs> and that was, that's crazy. No, Although now with the money, they're all buying their own tour buses and stuff. Well, I don't think so. Not with the money they're getting now. <laughs> Top guys could. But, Top guys, yeah. But I mean, I mean, seriously, it, it, it was, that's a story in itself when you talk about travel. I mean, we would go from one place to another place. In 10 days, we'd be in 10 different cities. I yeah. mean, think about that. And so you would either one, stay in a hub, which is where you flew into, then you drive two hours out. Uh, different directions uh, each night doing a show in that area and in the last night you would do it in the city you flew into which would be the big TV or big Thursday night Smackdown or whatever it was that you would end on a 10 day tour or a 7 day tour in the big city but you would fly into there and then you would travel to 5 to 7 different areas outside that city to actually advertise the big TV show or pay per view event in the big city now what's the enthusiasm like when you're doing something like I saw you one time at the USF Sundome at a house show. It was really my first 
wrestling since I was a kid at that point. Uh, and it was it was a big show. I mean, Undertaker, Stone Cold, you guys yeah. were all were all on it. And I, in fact, I was taking pictures on a on a, a disposable camera. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> and when I got it developed, I have a great picture of you. Every once in a while, I'll find it in like a, a photo box. I'm, a great picture of you getting thrown. Like you're coming at me. It's just your head like this. <laughs> uh, but, but here you are. That's a house I show. How that one ended? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a house show, and you're like, this isn't on TV. I'm not gonna throw my face into the ground for this. Like, do you lose enthusiasm for those things? I never did because to me, it was about um, every time I stepped in there, I wanted to be better. Yeah. So I never really judged it on how many people were in the audience or whether or not it was TV or pay-per-view. I judged it on the performance of me going in there and whatever I was doing at that time or whatever the program was at that time, that I that I was the best. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that people remembered our match. So yeah. I was always very competitive and always wanted to make sure that I put on the best show. Who didn't night. you like at the time? Like, who didn't you get along with? Well, it wasn't like... I, you know, I really try to... To make sure they try to get along with everybody, right? Um, yeah, you seem like a nice guy, but a lot of those guys' egos come into come into play, and there's got to there's always groups that they like, and then guys that they don't like. Yeah, it gets clickish, you know, and you've seen a lot of that. And I never really got tied up into that. I, yeah. I tried to know everybody, but there are just some guys that just won't let you, won't allow you to like them. Yeah. You know, they just won't. <laughs> and you know, I try to get, I try not to deal with them. I try not to. to who Who is the most unlikable guy? I, well, need to I wouldn't say unlikable, <laughs> or, or but I think, like I think probably got um, just a lot of, because he was going through this thing with WWF where he switched sides. He went to the WCW. He came back because he left with Hogan and all them. And, 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 uh, and I, I believe that um, Hunter Hearst was uh, that guy that left and he'd come back. Well, when he came back, Vince was beating him, right? right? And I was a new guy coming in. And, of course, he had to do a couple jobs for me. But later on, I also put him over, too. So yeah. it wasn't like it was one-sided. So, But I, I think there was some of that there because I was getting such a push. Uh, and he was coming back into a bad situation because he left and then he came back. And yeah. he had to do some, some things that you know to, to make prove that he wanted to be back there. And Look at him now. Of course, then he marries Vince's daughter. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the guy that walked away from WWF along with all the superstars uh, walked away and turns around and marries his daughter. Yeah, tell me yeah. tell me this business isn't forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, what does that stand on the Hall of Fame? Because uh, he runs that, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, I keep getting that even through social before I came in. I was looking that up and people were saying, uh, how is it that all these guys are being brought back and literally just read it and that have done much more worse, whatever worse that is with me because i don't to the know, company yeah that would not uh recognize the the things that ken shamrock did during the attitude era when he had the matches with the rock and uh you know with blackman and, yeah. and owen hard and brett hard and all these matches that people constantly keep remembering as being some great matches a great feud with the rock um even with Shawn michaels matches with him but and also you never recognize even even if they even if you're like hey you know, just the name factor alone. I mean, the fact that there's such crossover, it would just be a smart business move, even if they didn't like it. It was the first one. Yeah. I mean, I was literally the ones that opened doors for Ronda and Brock and all those guys to be able to do those moves, yeah. to be able to move back and forth without having criticism, because I took it. So for that, I, I read it all the time, and I don't have an answer. Yeah. And someone said, ah, oh, man, someone please, when they do this next um, Hall of Fame thing, someone please ask Vince... 
or or uh, <laughs> or Stephanie or Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Why Ken Shamrock is not recognized and remembered during that? I'm gonna find out. I'll ask. <laughs> I, you know, WrestleMania is here. Right. And they haven't been the greatest to work with for WrestleMania, but uh, I would imagine when it gets closer, we'll have people coming through. I'm going to start throwing that around. I want to find out why. I've never, and I've said this many times, is I'd like to know because yeah. I, I truly do. I've guessed, but I really, truly don't know. You, you know? You, I don't know. Is someone, is, does you think Hunter still has uh, bad feelings towards you? I don't see in that speculating. I mean, I speculated that. Well, maybe it was, you know, we didn't, you know, we had this issue one time where something happened and, and I called him out on it. Maybe that was it. But it's all speculation. But I'm sure a lot of people have had those situations with yeah, him over the like, years. Nothing that was business. worse than anybody else. Or yeah. I think mine was a lot less because it was just kind of, you know, ribbing stuff. So, yeah, I don't, like I said, I really don't have an answer for it. And, and for me, it's like this when people ask me, well, doesn't it upset you? And I was like, why would it upset me? It's like I have no control over that. Right. Right. None. Well, so for me to have to dwell on it or get upset over it, it's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to sit around dwelling on it, but you should be paid the the respect. Well, I get that. I yeah. think I should, and I've even mentioned it. I said, well, if you look at what um, someone being inducted into a Hall of Fame is, is did they leave the company different? Did they change things? Oh, Were they at, able to do left. break records? Just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, the, clearly the the qualifications are there, right. and the time is there. Uh, and then there are guys like uh, Bruno, who has been mother effing Vince for twenty years, thirty years maybe, and they they make peace with him and bring him over. I mean, that's the way to, that's the way to do it. Yeah, maybe you call the AEW guys and be like, "I'm gonna get a little run over here first. Yeah, well, right now I'm Impact, and actually I'm doing a show on the twelfth in Dallas. Are you Impact? Yeah, I, yeah. And I did not know that. Yeah, I'm going against Fulton uh, Fulton World. Uh, it's uh, the twelfth uh, this Sunday. I'm going to be in Dallas uh, doing a pay per view event. You want to check it out? It's called where, Hard to Kill. Where is it? You know, I just went to Dallas. I've been in Dallas a bunch of times as a hub, but I went there and spent a couple of days there. What a fantastic city. I never thought in a war. I mean, I'm a New Yorker. I was like, I ain't living in that country. <laughs> yeah. There's no country at all there. It's, right. a, it's a city, and it's badass. It's got a lot of money there. Oh, yeah, it does. It re- Listen, so we went to uh, one of the hockey players' houses over there, and I couldn't believe how many gazillion-dollar neighborhoods we drove through to get there. And there is a lot of money in Dallas. Those big time. And, um, you know, there's a... It, it, <laughs> We used to make fun of this because it was a lot like L.A. in the 80s with uh-huh. silicones and cell phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, this is Ken Shamrock who's in the studio with us. Uh, we love having you on the show. Um, well, one more thing. When you're in the WWE and you're, are you married at that time? Uh, yes. You are? Yes. Yeah. When did you get, when did that first marriage, second marriage? First marriage. I was so we could talk yeah. about that. So yeah. I would imagine the girls <laughs> loved you. Oh, I was, too, man, I was a rock star, at You're, least in my I, own mind. But, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, good looking guy. You weren't one of those ugly wrestlers who happens to be like, you know, it's hard for Kane and those guys. I mean, they're good wrestlers. They're ugly human beings. At the end of the day, you could put a nice shirt on and go to a club, and girls must love yeah, you. Yeah, right. It didn't have to cover my face. People go, who are you again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, that must have been a night, especially at that time in yeah, the it 90s. Was it was fun, no doubt. It was right? fun. It was a good time. But at the same time, you look back on it, you go, man, what do I wasted. I wasted opportunities because I was so busy out there chasing, having fun, doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing. And I look back on it and it's just like, man, I had so many opportunities that I wasted. You you think like why? What do you think you missed out on? Well, you, first in my of all, mind, you did everything. Money. 
right? Yeah. I mean, like when you do that stuff, man, you're spending money, you know. And I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm living good now, yeah. but I had to make changes. I had to regrow and rebuild myself and rethink what I was doing. A lot of people, when they start out like that, they can't stop. Yeah, and then they're broke, right? So that's kind of where I was at. Where I was, I was going down that path. Like this is fun, and I don't think the money ever is going to run out. Right. And, uh, and a lot I of always worry the money is going to run out. Yeah. I think that's why I'm always like, this is going to last long, you know. Uh, but that's what you have to do. And now you see some of these guys, though, which I like the mentality, especially the guys who are on the road all the time. They're like, I got an apartment. I'm never there anyway. Why would I waste all my money on a gazillion dollar house and all that Guys stuff? are smarter now, though, because yeah. there's there's stories like the one I'm telling. They hear it over and over again. So now when these guys come into these, the pro wrestling and the fighting, MMA and all boxing and all these other things, there's enough stories out there that are telling these guys, hey, this is what happens, and it ain't no joke. It's real. Yeah. So they're, they're a little more educated. Just like with NFL and football, uh, you see these guys coming in now. There's so much more education on money. Uh, so when they walk in, it's just not flowing through their hands, and they can't stop it. Yeah, smart. I have a 13-year-old son. He's He had a huge growth spurt in the last couple of years. How do you know if uh, if he's got a potential to be a fighter, like uh, an MMA fighter? You'll know. I mean, they gravitate towards, you know, wrestling or they gravitate towards, you know, action movies uh, or they, they themselves. What's get a, into, physically, that's where you would start them in like uh, in high school wrestling or you would send them over to a, a school or that's where you would go first? I would definitely put them in a school. Yeah. And whether it be boxing or whether it be even gymnastics when they're younger. Uh, I started my kids out in gymnastics when they were five and seven years old. Get them all flexible and yeah, moving. Yeah, understand and, uh, their body and how it moves and how it works and how you're supposed to stretch and do all the things properly. Gymnastics is one of the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carmen, well, she I, could stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started gymnastics when I was three, and I like went. I did it for 10 years or whatever, but I was just an all-around athlete. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not good at just one sport, but I can play basketball, football, volleyball. You Lynn Swan me. took a ballet. Yeah, a lot of football yeah. players do that, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, she, what, what she's saying is correct. Is it, it does. It builds the kid's body very quickly, and it helps them understand that they're strong in their strengths by just the gymnastics and, and even like dancing, and t- t- ballet dancing. It's all learning how that body works at a very young age. Wrestling's kind of the same thing, where right. they learn that their body is strong, and it does certain things. And at a young age, a lot of kids don't understand what their body can do. Because I need my kid to do something good so I can retire <laughs> early. <laughs> I, that's my 401k, that kid. I need him yeah. to get me in a Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Gymnastics is a great start, and then wrestling and boxing. It's so funny is that uh, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's... This is probably not my son. He's, he's probably going to be some sort of <laughs> tight end football player, a hockey player or something. Yeah. But at the same time. But does it matter if he does? You no. said, honey, thank you. Yeah, I'm good either way. My <laughs> Just daughter, don't tell me. I don't want to know the truth. <laughs> my daughter's six years old, and she reminds me a lot of you. She's crazy. Yeah, yeah so she might be the kid. Uh, I love it. It's yeah. like Tessa Blanchard, um, who is in Impact Wrestling. Uh-huh. She's going for the world title, first woman to actually capture world title. And when I look Who's at her... Who's she going against? A guy? Uh, Sammy Callahan, oh, the champion, boy. man. But I'm telling you this, though. If I've ever seen a woman that, that can has do the it. intensity that I had going into a fight... Tessa Blanchard is it. Really? She is intense. She's driven. She's got those eyes when she stares at you. You're like, wait a minute. You you forget she's a girl at a moment. You're like, I'm, fra- I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. Oh, she looks like it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm afraid. So let me ask you, this Ronda Rousey kind of annoyed me one time when we were talking to her. She, we were having a pretty good conversation with her about her book, and uh, I, I was asking her who she would fight, and my 
And then I and she got all pissy if I because I asked her if she'd ever fight a guy, and she's like, "I knew you were going to say that." And I go, "It's a it's a pretty logical question because you've when you get to a point where you've done everything and you're whipping everybody's ass, which she had been at the time." You got to think. Well, I mean, look at Connor. I go up a weight class. I go down a weight class. I go up two weight classes. So for a girl, if you've dominated every girl, you like I'm going to try and beat a guy. And she was not having it at all. But you ever see that happening? An intergender fight? There's no question. I owned a gym where I had girls coming in, not not punching or just grappling, right. that were beating my students. That were obviously they didn't have years of experience under their belt. But these girls were going in there and tapping out these guys that normally in a street fight would win most of their street fights. Yeah. But they go in and they start rolling around with a girl, and she's choking them out. Right. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. In today's world, um, uh, people are really underestimating the ability of a woman and the technique of a woman with lots of skill and years of experience. Man, they're definitely underestimating the opportunity a girl has of beating a man. Oh, yeah. I, I Especially, I mean, look, obviously in certain sports, they're not going to compete. But if you right. put two people in there with the same uh, physical build and a weight class that's similar... You never know what's going to happen. It's not. It's not if their if their physical features are equal, then they're equal. And, and I think, like I said, we have been programmed. The, at least men have been programmed in their head that women can't compete with men. Right. And for so long, it's been true. But now with the training and the different supplements and the diets that women can get on now, yeah. that literally increases strength, increases the ability to equal out that strength difference. Man, that's a whole different ball. Now we're talking a whole different ball game. Now it's like there is no strength difference anymore. Yeah. This chick who beat up, uh, who's the champion now for UFC? I don't know. I think she'd beat oh, up a lot yeah. of guys too. Nunez, no Nunez, yeah. yeah, no question, man. Women, like I said, when you talk about where it started from to where it's at right now, it's night and day. Yeah. So yeah, not for an instant in my mind would I ever put a roadblock up there saying that. Well, no, it's just not possible. That I mean, anytime you let your mind go there, that's when it, that's when it happens. See, Carmen, that's why women are going to go to the draft if there's a war. <laughs> all, and all the tough women. Hey, they're, hey, you're starting to see women get scholarships now, so the process is starting to happen. Oh, yeah. I just don't understand the, 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 the thought process on any human being looking at another human being, man or woman, and saying you can't do it. Because I, yeah. I, 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 you do that, they're going to do it. The, you're absolutely right, and I'm, all, and I'm all for that. I'm all for the equality. There are going to be sports where you look at uh, women's basketball, and those women are incredible athletes, but nobody cares to watch it. Business-wise, it's not going to be very successful. Right. But uh, as far as ability, it's a matter of time before we start mixing uh, gender into different sports. I mean, there's no way in the world you can tell me there's not a female out there who can't play bas- baseball as good as a male baseball right, player. Right. You know it's out there. It's technique, right? Yeah. You, when you look at it, it's technique, and then if you can... Because there's a lot of guys out there who do football and baseball and basketball that aren't extremely strong. Right. But because they have such good technical skills or they shoot good three-pointers, they don't need the strength. Or they're fast or something. Or they have one Women, particular thing, yeah. technique is their skill. That is the strength of when you talk about a woman that, that can compete with a man. It comes through the skills, and it's not through the strength, which is, I believe, will change yeah. with uh, the knowledge of, of supplements and the different things out there now, that strength is definitely going to be in the... You're going to see that in the rearview mirror here soon because yeah. women are going to get just as strong as the men. Oh, good. I, again, I can't wait to retire. I don't want to have to deal with My son, I, this is this is no joke. I remember my oldest boy, Ryan, um, he was wrestling his, his, his uh, sophomore year. Uh, he, he was a 135-pounder. 
and there was this girl who was a senior, right? And of course, she had a crush on him. Uh-huh. And they were doing this team thing where they were going around. They had seven different teams, and it was a tournament. Well, she was the starter, right? She had beat. She didn't beat him, but because she was a senior, she was the starter on the 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 the, the team in in San Diego. Right. And so he was lent out to another school as their 135-pounder, well, those two met in the finals. Both of them were undefeated. And he ends up going to overtime with her 9-9 to and ends up beating her. Wow, and I remember to this day, because he, he ended up winning state, and to this day he ended up telling himself, if I'd have lost that, uh-huh. I'd have, my whole high school career, I'd have never lived that down. That's right. The, isn't that Even crazy, Even as equal though? as it is, you're yeah, still going to get crap for it. We're talking 15 years ago, That's right? Uh, and now I think, you're, I think wrestling is the number one sport for women uh, adjoining, uh, whether it's combat, boxing, um, uh, wrestling, any of that stuff, judo, jujitsu, wrestling is the number one sport for women that are starting to join yeah. into a combat sport and go into being professional MMA. Wrestling is the top choice. And it's not ugly women. It's not no, all ugly women. Man, we had the yeah. karate hottie was in the year right. not too long ago. We <laughs> yeah. have a friend named Maria who is a black belt, yeah. who, and uh, she's killing it. I mean, there it's not just ugly chicks. I mean, these chicks... Get to a point where they're they're sick of being on the treadmill and sick of being on there. Like I'm gonna go, go do, do something. something. I think it's right. great. I yeah. think it's great, man. I mean, imagine, man. I just keep thinking to myself, man. And I love you, baby. I do. I'm I'm not gonna cheat on you or anything like that. But boy, I tell you what, man. I wish high school when I was doing it was a lot more women wrestling then. Yeah. Practice would have gone by so much better. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have had such a problem of doing high crotches or you know, <laughs> half Nelsons over and over yeah. again. <laughs> you guys done? Couple more, coach. Couple yeah, more. Yeah. All right. More time in here. Let's talk about why you're uh, why you're here today. First of all, last time you were here, you and uh, and uh, uh, we're doing this the Business Growth Celebrity Academy. Yes, are you still doing that? Yes, my buddy here, Brandon Rhymes, who's been listening to us um, reminisce a little bit, can tell you a little bit about it. But it's something that um, I'm passionate about helping other people achieve their goals, being able to help them find their within their own industry how they could become popular and famous to help build their business. So and Brandon, that's that's. I, I see more of this now. That's a yeah. very smart way of growing your business. And and uh, I've heard you talk about it before. Yep. Go ahead. Tell, oh, you, you've got to go right now. Got right? Facebook yeah. Live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so social media has given everybody the opportunity right, right. Yeah. To, to become that person. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. Well, well, the idea is, is yeah. And, and, you know, first of all, what an honor to, you know, have a business partner like Ken Shamrock, UFC Hall of Famer. Except you know. what happens when you have to pay him and you don't have the money? And he's like, come <laughs> in and punch in the face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, the idea is, is what I've done. And, and, you know, you've seen it with me, what I'm doing here with our show on the bone on Sunday mornings, the, the real estate quarterback. The idea is growing your celebrity, uh, creating a brand. You know, if yeah. you follow guys like Gary Vaynerchuk, one of the social media guys, Grant Cardone, those types, you know, it's all about building a brand, which I've done. You know, I branded myself as the real estate quarterback. Just so, Let me just end it for a second. So yeah. last time you were here, we were just kind of kind of getting to know you. I mean, I've heard your name on the show, on the station a bunch of times. The minute I had a problem, a question about buying a house, you were the first guy I went to. Well, it was right on my mind. Is. Yeah, yeah. That's it. it was the truth. That's it, yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, I, and I'm honored to do that, and, and I love to do that. And you know, the show that that I've developed is called. I kind of switched. I, I started in the beginning as the real estate quarterback, and then you know, as I'm bringing on sponsors and expert contributors for the show, uh, you know, it kind of limited me a little bit. Yeah. So what I did is I rebranded as the consumer quarterback because I have a deep passion, a, a moral obligation to give back because a lot of people don't understand credit and finance and, and, and estate planning and 
in those types of decisions. We weren't really taught that in school. Yeah. So the idea is, uh, you know, as the consumer quarterback, is I'm a consumer advocate. So I want to help people with those decisions, credit improvement, all those different areas of real estate. You know, and of course, my wife and I own a top team at Keller Williams Realty. Uh, so I'm honored, to, you know, to answer those questions and be there to help people uh, values on their home. But, you know, Business Growth Celebrity Academy, uh, BGCA.co, uh, Ken and I launched that company and we are – Basically, it's it's based on the book that I wrote, Become the MVP in Your Industry by Surfing the Radio Waves, mm-hmm. which that's another smart move for any person in sales is, you know, write the book, become the celebrity, you know, become the authoritative expert. And that's what radio also helps you do. And then now with the cameras, you've got the, the bone TV, everything, you know, so, so now you've got the TV show. Yeah. And then what else are you doing? You're creating a podcast, you're creating Facebook posts, Instagram, social media. Mentally, you become the authority yeah. uh, to that's other right. people. You know, that's well, right. This guy's got his own show and his own TV that Thing, and you know, and that's they then right. they turn to you. That's right, and that's what I want to be. Is I want to be that authoritative expert. I want to help people. And the idea is for us now is that we want to take this worldwide, nationwide. Because if you think about it, you know, real estate's a perfect example. But it could work for an attorney. It could work mm-hmm. for a natural type of doctor. You know, the the CBD type doctors. Whoever, anybody that has a platform where they're selling something. Yeah. We can teach them with the Business Grow Celebrity Academy how to start their show, grow their spo- show, get a lot of cool barters in place, and uh, live a celebrity lifestyle. Right. And let me throw this out there to you, and just we've talked about it on the show before, but let me tell you that there's a kid, a little Asian kid on YouTube, who does nothing more than open boxes of toys, and the kid's a multimillionaire. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, you find you yeah. find the right way to present something, yeah. and that's really all you need. And and. Uh, there's areas that of people that um, that just need that opportunity. There's plenty of that's right local chefs in the area. Yes, and uh, you know uh, people who make their own uh, carpenters and things like that who can become those guys. I mean, look at those yeah. all those people that you see on those DIY shows. Those are all just people who got on TV. Mm-hmm. They were probably had the same skill as this guy who's sitting at home. That's right. But they were able to do that on TV. I think it's a brilliant idea. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate that. And and the idea also is that there's riches in the niches, as you just mentioned. You know, there, there's all types of niches, and if you are that expert in that singular niche, you can build a show around it. You, mm-hmm. can, you can build the podcast around it, and then it gives you the opportunity to cross over audiences, go into different streams. Uh, for us, it's been able to. We've got you know 50 plus show partners, so we bring on uh, CPAs, financial advisors. So that's where I again back to the consumer advocate uh, aspect, and not just the real estate niche. I want to be you know talking about health and nutrition and lifestyle and recreation so that way it gives us great show content as well my uh my buddy pete my best friend he we're gonna talk about a go-getter uh he saw when we first got hockey in this town he was doing he was a producer on a sports radio station and he saw an opportunity there was nobody doing a hockey show and he came from chicago where hockey was huge but hockey was new here And he went and bought the time uh, on a radio station and created a show called Center Ice and immediately started making more money on that show than most of the hosts made in the other time because he was selling advertising yep. to the people who also sponsored hockey. And then from then on, he became like an authority for hockey in the area. So these things definitely work. I think this is great. What's the website again? BGCA.co. Okay. Business Growth Celebrity Academy is the company name, BGCA.co. Fishing and- charter guys. Like, there's so many Anything, of those people. Right? Yeah. It's, right. I mean, it's, just- a tr- it's a truth. And, and anybody... Like, like, if you listen to a podcast, I always tell people, like, comedians always do podcasts, and we always go, stop doing them. They're ridiculous. <laughs> it's just you. It's so incestual. It's just you and your same comedian friends telling the same stories on five different podcasts. It's awful. Mm-hmm. But if you're a guy who's got a niche thing right. uh, or a hobby that you're totally interested in or something, 
it, that's where it works. It's that's where be it different, works, right? It has to be something different that and people can go, "Hey, I mean, yeah, that's cool." Like, Make not it interesting with anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. You, I, I, uh, I like wrestling. I like MMA fighting. I get, but I could sit here and hear you tell stories about it all day. That's interesting to me. That's you. You've been there. You've lived that life. To hear you tell those stories, that's where it becomes uh, but now interesting. Now there's like a million of them out there. And yeah. Like, just, and they're all there's a lot of them are doing really well. Right. You know, like Joe Rogan has done really well, but he was in the beginning, right? I mean, he has those stories. So yeah. I mean, he's an authoritative on it. But it took him to get out there to get it done. He did it for years before yeah. anybody really paid attention right. to it. Right. You know, that's so that's right. that's the truth. Uh, what are you doing? You're also doing a Wounded Warrior event. That's that tonight, sh- seven o'clock um, at Firearms Academy, Florida Firearms Academy. Florida tonight Firearms at Academy. seven o'clock. We're uh, we're down there, and uh, we're we're definitely. I'm a big, and I know Brandon is too. We're a big supporter in our military, especially you know we start seeing things that are happening now. Um, you know, it doesn't matter Republican, Democrat, or whatever stance that you take. It's not about that. It's about guys that are out there every single day. So that we don't have to be. We're not That's out right. there taking bullets. We're not out no there. Way. I'm way in, too precious. Well, yes. and listen, man, uh, we got to appreciate those guys oh, because yeah. um if we don't man then a shame on us yeah. you know go somewhere else to live because <laughs> that's, that's the, the only reason that's the only reason why we're able to do what we do is because these guys are out there protecting the borders that we have so whatever your beliefs are just put those aside right now just support the military seven o'clock firearms academy florida firearms academy tonight at seven o'clock where is that brandon what's there? the address florida firearms academy is right on it's it's in the oldsmar area kind of some it's close to the uh, oh, okay. oldsmar so, flea market i know exactly where it is yep. so it's between uh racetrack Road, it's right before Racetrack Road. That's right, uh, and it's a little, it's set back a little bit over there. But you can there's signs from from Hillsborough Avenue That's or Tampa right. Road, whatever it is. Yeah, I've been in there before. That place is great. Uh, tonight, uh, you'll have an opportunity to go and uh, and meet Ken and Brandon. They will be out there and uh, definitely help support support the wounded warriors. I think it's um, on Eventbrite, Mike. Oh, Eventbrite, or I imagine they can get them at the door if they didn't sell out. Yeah, they can get them on the door, and it's free for veterans, first responders. You know, it's right. free. We got catered food, DJ. Uh, it's going to be awesome time. Wait, are you a good shot? <laughs> you know yeah. why I asked that? Yeah. I can hit a barn. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I asked that, and I don't know if you want to hear this, but you know who the best shot I've ever seen is? Who's crazy? I no, I've heard that the guy's a gun. He's got guns everywhere, man. He is. So we went like he needs a <laughs> <Something Yeah. else>. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words you're saying he can also shoot kill you with a weapon but if you don't have that he can kill you with his hands right, so, right. Well, that's a great combination he, I don't know what I don't know what it is but it's the same way with uh, Steven Seagal they got that crazy yeah. that crazy magic I watched him he, we were joking around we went out shooting and uh, I, he he will call it. I mean, uh, top left, ping, ping, like he's a, he's ninja, wow. ninja shooting style. Yeah, that's. Yeah, see, I never really got too much involved. I mean, I've I've taken lessons. Yeah. I've been a security guy, so I worked in the industry like that, but never to that level where. It, you know, I had to hit a fly on the top of somebody's nose. Right. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not like that. Uh, I, I, I think you should get more of your friends and and uh, take the sleeves off your shirts and put on <laughs> and then put on uh, camo clothes and then we'll send those pictures to Iran and be like, these are our guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're, that they're here <laughs> yeah for we torture people. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mike. By the way, you know the Second Amendment is under attack in America right now, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. especially in Virginia. 
uh, you know, it, the, the governor up there. I mean, if you see what they're doing right now, and that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, again, as a consumer advocate, you know, we need to be able to protect ourselves. And mm-hmm. Florida Firearms Academy, Thomas King, uh, they do a lot over there. And, and if you, you know, if you, if you really understand how law enforcement works and there's, you know, there's all types of stuff that happens uh, in the Bay Area, of course, across the country. You know, it happens sure. everywhere. Uh, talk about home invasions and those types of things. Uh, you know, the criminals are going to have guns. We need to be able to protect ourselves. So I'm very much for that. I have a lot of guns in my house and uh, in my car. And, and now, thanks to Galvin and secret safes that I have yeah. on the walls. Uh, and uh, I'm a responsible gun owner. And I'm a perfect mm-hmm. example of, of the reason why we should be able to have them to protect ourselves. Exactly. So, yeah. And, uh, and for those people who want to come get our guns... Good take luck. A, take a shot at it. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Uh, go see them tonight at Florida Firearms in Oldsmar. Ken, it's great to see you. I hey, appreciate you, man. Spanish, call my pussy to his face now. See how that works <laughs> out for you. No, I never did that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, hey, first of all, too, don't forget on the 12th, which is Sunday, Impact Wrestling. I'll in be Dallas. Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view in Dallas, man. Check it out, man. It's going to be a good show. Good luck to you. Thank you. Uh, Galvin was asking before you walked in, dude, guys, because of your size, Tough young guys ever like you go out to a bar. So I know you don't seem like the bar guy, but I mean, guys ever think that they're gonna they're gonna win the belt that day? Step up to you out in the well, parking lot. Well, there's always, especially in pro wrestling, yeah, you always get guys that get in the ring because there's a lot more leeway there with with guys being able to hit you a little bit harder than most because they know that you know yeah. with my reputation yeah, yeah. i'm not going to go back and knock somebody out um so there's some guys that take some um, liberties but i always give a receipt who is the toughest guy outside the ring like the toughest guy in the locker room oh man uh, you know in pro wrestling you'd be very shocked there's a lot of guys that you just don't want to mess with because yeah. whether it's not about being fair it's about winning well that's true <laughs> like, that's the truth because they I don't was, care they don't i was care. surprised when I found out how quickly Jericho locked up Goldberg yeah, when they got in the fight. Not yeah. that I didn't think Jericho was tough, but yeah. uh, Jericho's not the biggest guy in the world, and Goldberg no, is. No, but Jericho studies. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's oh, yeah. not a joke, so no. he knows what he's doing. I mean, not to the level of a professional fighter, but for pro wrestling, um, if anybody was to challenge him, my money would be on him. Yeah, yeah. No well, doubt. that's good to know now. Yeah. That's why I'm always I'm always curious. You see all these giant guys, but then somebody will whisper to you, that's the guy you got to watch out yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. And Jericho is very, uh, very sneaky about it. He doesn't. <laughs> really let a whole lot of people know what right. he is so but but i can see when people move and i can see the talent uh when people are doing different things and i mean like i said he's not a professional by any means but if it was anybody in a pro wrestling way he could handle himself i i uh that's my worst fear my worst fear is getting beat up by a high school kid my <laughs> second worst fear yeah. is like i wouldn't mess with you yeah. I, if i saw you in those arms coming i'd be like get that guy whatever he wants <laughs> but if i saw a guy like brandon i'd be like i kill brandon yeah but then but, all of a sudden brandon yeah, right. locked me up <laughs> Those was a hundred mile an hour bleed through my nose. Like, yeah. Where'd that come from? Jesus. <laughs> Listen, good luck tonight. Good luck with the event. And if you're interested, if you're somebody, somebody's listening to this show right now, that's like, I'm the greatest at this. I should have my own podcast. I should turn it into something. Contact these guys because yeah. that's how you do it, man. Grow the yeah. network. Gentlemen, thank Appreciate you. That. We will take a quick break. It's the Mike Caldas Show. It's 1025 The Bone. You're listening to the Mike Caldas Show on 102.5 The Bone. Now, another track.
Traffic update. Watching a wreck in Pinellas County, eastbound 580, a countryside boulevard. One of these crash vehicles ended up on its roof. We had some lanes blocked up there. I still have a nasty delay for anybody trying to get over to McMullen Booth Road. Northbound Howard Franklin Bridge, you're still on the brakes. Coming off the hump all the way up to West Shore. I-4 westbound still jammed at the 275 interchange. That's Waze Traffic. I'm Slater in the Safe Touch Security Traffic Center. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.